Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Now, last night on the show, we covered the new hate speech laws. And truthfully, I'm going to be completely honest, I feel bad sometimes on the radio. I genuinely do, because... I want to hear the other side of every single debate because otherwise, apart from anything else, it's not good radio. It's not good radio when you've got 10 people coming on and all agreeing with you. And sometimes I understand with certain topics that just is the case because everybody agrees. But there is the other side of the argument, you know, and we couldn't find anyone to say they were actually in favour. And That's not really what we want. We want balance. We want to hear both sides. We want the debate. We want to understand why, even if it's a smaller amount of people, why they feel it necessary, for example, to have laws, in this case, which protect speech. So towards the end of the show last night, we were contacted by Michael, a man who says he is in favour. He is in favour of the new hate speech legislation. His reason? He has been discriminated against. Rather than talk to him and you know, kind of rush it at the end of the show last night, that's not really what I wanted to do. And Jane said, "Well, well, I, well I kind of squeeze him in the end." I went, "No, no, 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 don't do that," because I don't want to. I don't want to rush somebody who is that important. And I, and I say that genuinely. It really is important for those. I don't know what percentage, but it seems to be a lot of a high percentage who don't agree with the legislation or maybe are concerned about the legislation. I think it is important to hear why some people agree with it. You might not agree with them. You might come out of this saying, I still don't agree with them. And that's fine. You're entitled to do that as well. And if anyone else, by the way, is listening who agrees with Michael, and I'm going to speak to him in the minutes, they can get in touch. 087-188-0008. I want to hear from you. I really do. Let's use the show. That's what it's for. That's what this radio show is for. It's for all opinions. It's not just from my opinion. And I have an opinion every now and again. And the Broadcasting Authority allows me to have that opinion, provided I allow people to challenge that opinion. And I want people to challenge that opinion. Unfortunately, sometimes people just won't challenge it because they know, in some cases, it's probably always going to weigh the, the, the way it's be. It'll be, should I say. So, AI and podcasts may be changing the media landscape, and we spoke about that last night, but really nothing can replace talk radio when it is doing what only talk radio can do, which is giving a voice to people. They say they call, used to call it years ago the voice of the common man. In other words, the voice of the everyday person. And that's what this show is. That's what it should represent. So on that note, Michael, welcome to the show. Hello, Niall. Good. Now, Michael, you listened intently to the debate last night. And to remind people again, we're talking about the incitement to hatred or incitement to hate speech. Uh, This is the 2021 legislation, which updates the 1989 legislation, which there's a huge amount of controversy about because people say it takes away their right to freedom of expression. So... Tell me, tell me why you agree. And first of all, actually, it'd be better to tell me your story and how you end up being discriminated against. Well, you, you've given me a very good like introduction there. It's not, it's not uh, an incredible story or anything like that. But I feel like it is like a good example of, you know, the day-to-day lives or what somebody might experience. Um, you know, that has a, <clears throat> I suppose, in the law they call it a what's it a protected um, identity or something yeah, like that. Yeah, protected characteristic. Yeah, characteristic. That's it. So, just just, just as an example, it was it was just last week, and I was getting the dark back um, into the city centre to head home, and um, you know, like I, I don't wear um, 
these kind of flamboyant, like uh, I could wear a lot worse, if that makes sense. Like uh, okay. some people might. Yeah. If, you, if you want I'd to be flamboyant, you could, yeah. I know. I could, yes. My, my normal attire is not that bad, <laughs> if you want to call it like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was wearing a, a pattern shirt or whatever, and I suppose some people could uh, see that as a marker of uh, my identity or whatever. I don't know. I wear so, pattern shirts too. We'll go on. Oh, well, yes. As I was walking down onto the platform, right, like I came around the corner and I was walking down the steps. And at the bottom of, of the steps, already on the platform, was, God forbid, a like a group of lads. Like I'm not sure exactly what age. I didn't get a good hard look or whatever. But, you know, they seem to be, I don't know, upper high school age or whatever. Okay, late teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. Teenagers, exactly. Um, so anyway, so I started walking down the steps onto the thingy or, or, or as I'm as I'm at the top of steps about to walk down you know I can kind of feel them looking at me you know what I mean but in that situation you know you don't want to you, you don't assume the worst or anything like that even though it's, most of the time it is smart to assume the worst mm-hmm. anyway as I'm heading down I just hear one of them just casually kind of like with like a smile on their face and a little chuckle like um, chuckle the the F slur I'm not sure if you're yeah I know, exactly, I know exactly the word you're talking about yeah yeah Quite a derogatory word. Yeah. Now, listen, I've got a thick skin and whatever, and I've come to I've come to actually take that as a compliment coming from some people, such as them. But um, you know what I mean. It, it doesn't. What it, even though it may not affect me personally, I didn't feel safe. Yeah. So walking down the platform, even though you know, so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm like, okay, did I hear them or did I not? Like I know I heard them, but I don't want to make a scene about it. Yeah. So, but as I'm walking onto the platform, I have to be like. You know, okay, I'm a, do I, like, how far away do I stand from the platform, you know? It's a very narrow platform. Should I stand maybe more back here? You know, are they going to come? Is Are they now going to try to get raunchy or whatever and, and, like, try to push me on the platform or something like that? Not that I was explicitly... No, I know. I know. Like, you, you, okay, you felt you felt they were a threat to you. Yeah, you understand that. Yeah, well, not necessarily that, like, that, that was the only thing that happened, thank God. Yeah. But, like, it just, it just goes to show how speech and whatever... Oh no, we seem to have lost you there, Michael. Hang on, I, I'll get you back. I do, I do apologize. Oh my gosh, that's never happened before. I do apologize, Michael. I shall get you. I shall get you back. Um, sorry about that. Anyway, what Michael is trying to explain there is that at that moment in time when somebody used the F word towards him because he's a gay man, he felt intimidated. And when he then went out onto the platform, I suppose the thought is in your head: Are they going to do something stupid? Are they going to do something mad? Are they are they going to attack me or something like that? Maybe that was going through his head. Maybe it wasn't. I'll find out in a second. But the point is, I suppose, is that he feared for his own safety. And nobody in society should ever fear for their safety. Nobody, and I mean nobody in society, should fear for their safety. At any point, you shouldn't have to feel like that over somebody else's words. What we need to decide in law, what we need to decide in Ireland is, is that a criminal act? You know what I mean? Should should that be a criminal act? If somebody, you know, makes a slur or makes a comment, should it be a criminal act? It's not nice. We condemn it. Everybody condemns it. But should it be a criminal act? Some people will say no. And I'm, I'm hoping, well, I'm understanding that maybe Michael believes that the laws in some way should be there to protect him. Um, sorry, Michael, I lost you there for a second. I don't know why. I do apologize. 
No, it wasn't. Sorry about that, Niall. No, it, was, it wasn't your fault. It was completely ours, I would imagine. I think I think we're, uh, they, uh, the lightning tonight is playing havoc with phone lines around the country, so <laughs> I do apologise. Uh, so you're, sta- you're, standing, you're standing there on the platform. He's made this slur already, these remarks, and I suppose to some degree you're feeling a little bit intimidated or a little bit safe because it was probably more of them than you anyway. Yeah, well... Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, I didn't go out of my way to do anything like that. But it's just it just goes to show. And like I said, it, it's like the worst things have happened. And that that's, you know, even to me and I, God, God knows what happens to other people that, you mm-hmm. know, maybe are more visually identifiable. You know what I mean? Yes, if, if you know I understand. What I'm no, I understand. Um, so, yeah, it's just good. It, but it's just like I was just going by day. I just come come back from the beach but it immediately like put a dampener on it. You know what I mean? Like I, I immediately then was transported into another mindset of yeah, not not necessarily fear, but yeah, it, it was no, no, I, no, I, I know, it, I know exactly what you mean, and I give you an example. I have alopecia, and I have hair replacement because I lost my hair when I was nine years of age, and. Mm-hmm. I all my life, you know, when I was kind of fifteen or sixteen, I had people making comments, you know, calling me baldy, patchhead, all different names, and I remember you'd be having a good day, and then all of a sudden you'd see a group of kids and they'd start giggling behind your back, or they'd laugh or say something, and it just ruined your whole day because you felt shit about yourself anyway, and now you just feel worse. So I know that feeling, but what we have to decide in society, and let's all say from the outset that I condemn that behaviour. No matter what your feelings on transgenderism, homosexuality, lesbianism, or any gender identity, but no matter what your feelings are, we, all con- we, should, we should all condemn that type of behaviour because whatever about debate and having debate, that type of behaviour is, is not accepted, right? And shouldn't be accepted in a modern society. But what we have to decide, Michael, is should it be illegal? And we're heading into it, well, I, maybe you disagree, I think we're heading into a dangerous territory when we tell people that they can't use certain types of language. It is derogatory, there's no doubt about it, but should derogatory language be illegal? Um, um, I think it should. I think it should, because the thing is, is that when it comes to... Me- there's many, many concrete examples from the past and happening, like I said, just last week to me, and that's a very tame example, um, of how... Because language is, language is power, and, and a lot of things start with language and also end with language as well. Like, um, literally just before I came on now, there I saw an, an article of these two, um, these two gay men, two husbands. They were just walking around in Drogheda, and they, they, they've just been attacked, like, today or whatever. Absolutely, yeah, they how, should, and whoever does that you, should go to jail. Hmm. Yeah, of course, but the thing is, how do you think that attack started? Did, it, did they immediately just start swinging, or did they maybe say something to them? Possibly. Yeah, we, do, we don't know, but possibly you're possibly right. And that's part you know, of the, that's part of the legislation, Michael, as well. Part of the legislation is hate crime as well as hate speech. Now, you could also, and people will debate that, that, for example, let's say we're boat walking down the road and mm-hmm. somebody beats me up and puts me in hospital and breaks my leg and busts my face, right? And somebody beats you up, same person, beats you up. But before they beat you up, they say to you, we're beating you up because you're gay and they call you a name. And then they beat you up, break your leg, yeah. and bust your face. Should that person go to jail for longer because you're gay, then they go to jail for beating me up? See, either way, there's a law there that says assault is illegal. So in that particular case, I don't believe we need legislation. Now, maybe you think, think differently because that's, the crime was perpetrated and motivated by hatred. 
rather well, I mean the person who beat me up must must hate me as well to do that anyway. Yeah. But 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 should it really matter what the motive for the crime is? If you beat somebody up, you should go to jail for a reasonable amount of time because that's the crime, assault or grievous bodily okay. harm or whatever it is. But when we get to speech, it becomes day I, I think we have to be very careful because it's the, mo- it's the like the one thing that we really value is our freedom to express ourselves. I don't agree with a lot of things people say, but I believe and I will forever fight for the right to say it. You know, like for example, well, I, I listen to people talk about vaccines, not so much the COVID vaccine, but other vaccines going back in time, and you know some staunch anti-vaxxers. And people say to me, "Oh, they should be banned from the radio," and I go, "Absolutely not. I want to hear what they want to say. I want to hear them because without hearing people saying things." We don't expose it. So if people never say those things, we don't expose it for what it is. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, I, 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 I see what you're saying. And I don't think, um, like, yeah, it shouldn't be struck, I suppose. Like certain words and whatever shouldn't be struck from all consciousness or whatever. And it is a good idea. I mean, coming back to, like, you know, um, gender identity and race and all these things that this law is going to be protecting you know, it's it's no good just to sweep all of these slurs and whatever under the rug. You know what I mean? It's a part of our history, like it's part of the history of these identities, and it's still going on to this day. So to just sweep under the rug would be to erase them. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's also, you know, it's it's, it's also about um, what's the word? You know, stopping it before it happens, as in like you know a, a deterrent. It's supposed to be a deterrent mm-hmm. as well, because um, it, it's become so normalized and language normalizes it. That's why I hate speech law is so is so powerful because you know when when you have like like that group of boys uh, that's not obviously the first time that's been said in that group that the, the word that was you know said before but but can i yeah, well, can i say something to you, michael that word is in a very famous christmas song as we all know and the argument and debate happens every single year as to whether it should be deleted from the song and most radio stations don't delete it from the song. They don't play the edited version that removes the word. Um, and I'm going to say it for people who don't understand, the word is faggot, of course. It's in the fairy tale in New York. And radio stations still play it. Um, and my mother, by the way, used to call me that word when I was a child. As a kind of, I suppose it was always, you know, somebody who was up to no good, or I don't know what the original origins of the word are. But, and I'm, I'm assuming in jest sometimes that gay people might call each other the name. In jest. So... I think, again, you're heading down a dangerous road when then you have to contextualize things when you say them. Like, some people say, oh, well, it's not illegal because it's in a song, so that's okay, that's the context of that. Or it's not illegal because both of those men are gay, they called each other, that's okay. But you're not gay, but you, so you can't call it to him. And I think then you get into a very dangerous situation there where we're, we're almost like thought police or getting into people's heads and saying, we now have to prove that they said it with malice rather than just saying it. Do you understand? I understand what you're saying, but I think this law has, um, you know, there is a, um, I was just reading up on it, and I, like, I'm not very law savvy or, or anything like that, but there is, there is a, like a, something that they built into it called like a demonstration test where, um, yeah, I'm not sure what the exact instrument or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but it does um, negate that of, you know, the prosecution or whatever having to get inside of the head of, you know, what, what the intentions were in all of this, where there's, where there's then like a demonstration test. Well, the minister refuses 
to define the word hate and instead said she would leave it up to a judge to define the word hate. So in other words, you know, the day you're standing in court in the dock is the day the judge will define what you said if it was considered to be hatred. And everyone's hatred is different. I mean, hatred is an emotion. And the fear is, I suppose, from people is like currently, you know, a debate, for example, one of the most popular debates that seems to be on Twitter or social media is, you know, transgenderism and can a man become a woman? And if somebody goes on Twitter and says, you know, well, I don't believe, I think there's only two genders and I think a man can't be a woman. If you're tra- transgender, you might take offense to that and you probably do take offense to it, but you don't have a right not to be offended by anything. And you could say that makes me feel unsafe. It's also dangerous to my community when people say that or perpetrate that particular position. So I want that person charged with incitement to hatred because they are inciting hatred against the trans community. Do you believe that a person should be charged, you know, or prosecuted or even brought before a judge, you know, even if they get away with it, brought before a judge because they might go on Twitter and say, I don't believe a man can be a woman? Um, I think so. I think there, there should be some kind of, you know, legal instrument to protect the community from that. Because the thing is, there, and this is like a documented thing of, it, it just, like, like, and like I said, with, with what happened to me as well, it, it's all part of kind of the same thing. Obviously, that is, that's way worse because it's just negating somebody's existence, which is stupid, but also way more dangerous. Um, and that, that, that just creates this culture where, you just have to imagine yourself as a young trans person growing up, like left, right, and center. You're hearing, you know, you can't exist. You're, I don't even know, an abomination. The Bible says this, but da 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 da. That's going to take a serious toll on your your mental state and, and all of that. And that's why, like, the trans community has one of the highest like suicide rates. So even though it's the, not well, now, with, with respect, Michael, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but there's many reasons why the trans community have a very high suicide rate, and that's not. People calling them names is not. It, it may be. It may be a factor in it. It's not, but it's not just calling names. Like you, that. That wasn't just you, your example. There wasn't just them calling names. That was that person. And I, I've seen. I've seen it today on Twitter where people are saying, you know, transgender people don't exist, uh, or like you know, it, it can't happen or whatever. And are they, are they not? Are they not entitled? Somebody, are they not entitled to their opinion? You're allowed. You're allowed to have an opinion. You don't. You're, but you're not entitled. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. You're not entitled to put that opinion everywhere because the thing is, why not? Why not? Is that is that not Article Twelve of the Constitution of Ireland, which is their freedom to express yourself? Yeah, freedom to express yourself so long. You, you, everybody has rights, so long as those rights do not infringe upon other people. Okay, and what rights? If somebody puts that up online and says, for example, and, and let's take that as an example, I don't believe a man can become a woman. What right does a transgender person have not to be offended by that? There's no, there's nowhere in the constitution where it says you have, a, you have some sort of right or an inalienable right, not to be upset or disturbed or shocked by. Actually, the Court of Human Rights actually protects that and says that people have a don't have a right not to be shocked or upset. Yeah, and the, yeah but this, this goes beyond shock and everything, because the um, you know this isn't just shock or offence. This is this is well documented where you know in societies where continuously. You know, there's a lot of transphobia and all of, and all this kind of thing. You know, where people continually negate the existence of trans people and you know their their need for rights and, and all these kind of things. Their rate the, the, their rate of suicide and the rate of of all these other negative things surrounding them goes up. But there but so, there are two scientific views. 
Uh, and again, I know we're very focusing very much on that, but that is the, one of the big debates, of course, online constantly at the moment. But there are two scientific views, and, and you can talk to some doctors and some biologists and some people who are considered, I suppose, important commentaries uh, or have large platforms, and they will say, there is no such thing as transgenderism. They don't believe it exists. They believe, um, for example, in their case, that it's in the DSM as a condition called gender dysphoria and can be treated psychologically. And then there's the other people who believe that absolutely it's a person born in the wrong body and that person has an absolute right to identify as whatever they want to. So, But there are two trains of thought. If we ban one of those trains of thought and make it illegal, well, what we're doing then is we're basically saying that nobody's allowed to put any opinion up unless it agrees with the opinion that you agree with, Michael. Do you understand what um, I'm saying? What, but it's not opinion. Trans, trans people exist. Like that, that, that's a thing. But and it is an opinion. It is a, it is a, it is an opinion held by people. Okay, well, but, you know, not, opinions aren't fact. The fact is trans people exist. Trans people deserve... People right. who identify as trans people exist, Absolutely. Well, and trans people exist as well. Well, well that, and that's where the debate lies, isn't it? We're different people who are but all. And I, I have met and, and interviewed intelligent people on both sides of that argument. Uh, you know, who will say some people say people are born in the wrong body. Other people will say absolutely not. They believe it's a, a psychological condition. So I've spoken to both sides of that debate by to very intelligent people. But I don't want to see one side of that debate shut down. But for, but framing it, like you you have to. That's where that's where we all need to get to as well. Is how can we even frame this as a debate? How can we even frame? Because like, we can. You, you can't see that, Michael, because because you're in support of the trans community, and I respect you for that. You can't see that as a debate because because that's the side of the debate you're on, and you can't see. You don't believe there should be another side, and there's positions I take in relation to different arguments or debates where I honestly say how could somebody really believe that like I'll give you another example in the legislation talks about the military aspect of it and genocide and war and that I suppose they refer specifically to the holocaust in many countries in the world it's illegal to deny the existence of the holocaust or to even question it this will be in the new Irish hate speech I have interviewed holocaust deniers in the past and I find it intriguing. I don't believe them. I think it's despicable. I think it's wrong. I think it's disrespectful to six million Jewish people who died. But I do find it intriguing to listen to them. Because there's parts of it I kind of go, well, that's interesting. I don't believe it, but it's interesting. And I want to know what, I want to understand them. And I want to know why they feel that way. I, I think it's important that we understand people all the time. But I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see debate being stifled because we have laws that say you can't discuss that anymore on the radio. Because radio shows like this depend on people having opinions. And you might, not, you might like, Michael, the opinions on this radio station, on this particular show, some nights, depending on the topic we're talking about. Um, for example, if we go back five years ago when marriage equality was a big question, the debate and the referendum for, you know, can two men or should two men be allowed to get married? We had numerous people on the air and said, absolutely not. That's disgusting. That's despicable. That's not God's work and all that kind of carry on. And then we had other people who said, absolutely, if two people are in love, why not? But that debate would never be allowed going by what you're telling me. Do you understand? But the difference... <laughs> I, 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 I suppose I get where you're coming from, but you're, you're equating the two sides as equal. You're equating... So, okay, let, let, let's take your example there. If the side... Let's say, okay, it did go my way or whatever... 
and uh, you know the homophobic side that doesn't want to see like gay people being happy and getting married, they were stifled. They were completely let go. Then gay people would just be allowed to get married, and and then that would, and then we go on like that. That not, nothing would happen to the people that disagreed because it doesn't affect them in any way. But gay people were allowed to be married. However, if we go to the other side, and you know the the all those in support of gay marriage, they were stifled down. Gay people wouldn't be allowed to get married, and that has huge social implications. You, you see what I'm saying? Those two sides, aren't, those two outcomes aren't equal. I understand the point you're exactly. making, but I still think it's important that people are allowed. Like even now, because of course we've had a referendum, and of course marriage equality exists in society, and Ireland led the way actually in relation to marriage equality. In Europe, we're leading the way in a lot of things. But I still believe that somebody who's a Christian should be allowed to come on the air, on the radio, and say, I don't agree with men getting married. And, and that's actually, that's provided for that's provided for in the law. I think one of the sections... Well, well, that, well um, and then why is, it, why is it not provided for in the law for somebody to come on the air and say, I don't believe men can become women? No, but that is provided for in the law. That, you know, I'm not sure exactly what the wording is, but mm. that, you know, when there's genuine um, debate and, and and that going on, that that's fine. That You know, nobody can be... It's not an offence to do that. It comes when that's when, you know, it, it, it's fueled by hate and prejudice. And, and, by, and, and again, and Michael, I, I want to say, I condemn the hate and prejudice. Or, you know, and, and I do condemn, and of course, incitement to hatred. In other words, if somebody's going online and say, I think we should beat up all of a particular characteristic, Absolutely. You know, the police should be involved in that because that's threatening behaviour apart from anything else. Of course, that should all be stopped and should be all protected. And I don't think that happens too much. I mean, the minister mentioned that we've only had 50 convictions under the current legislation since 1989. Now, her argument is, is that's, not, that's not good enough. We need, we need more. And I'm going, well, is that not a good thing that we've only had 50? Maybe it's a case of we just don't have as much hatred as people think um, in society. I think we're a very tolerant part of, of humanity. I mean, who would have thought that Ireland, I mean, wait, 30 well, years to, ago... To that, to that point there, to that point there, the, the, the fact that there's only been 50 convictions isn't under, under the, the 1989 legislation isn't, hasn't got to do with the fact that, you know... I, I, I'd agree with you, actually. I'd say Ireland is, in general, compared to a lot of places, especially when you're looking at what's going on in the US and the UK, a, a, a safe haven, I suppose. But that's not to say it's perfect at all. Like the example I gave you of me... The example that I gave you of the, the article I was reading about the, the two men in Drogheda, there was that school kid in Navin the other day that got beat up. Mm. Don't know exactly what was going on there, but it, all indications lead to the fact that it was a homophobic And And attack. that shouldn't happen in society. And by the way, the people who beat those people up or the people, anybody who does anything or harms another person physically should go to jail. We all agree on that. And we all agree these things are wrong. But I think, again, I say we, we have to be careful. When you say the, about the 50 convictions, I think we live in a tolerant well, society. If you go back 40 years ago in Ireland, Michael, I don't know how old you are, you're a bit younger than me, you know, homosexuality was illegal, um, divorce was illegal, mm-hmm. abortion was illegal, uh, gay marriage was illegal. Mm-hmm. All of those things were illegal and they were not tolerated in society. They were frowned upon. 40 years later, look at Ireland. We're way ahead. We've gone from being the most conservative country in Europe to being the most liberal country in Europe. So, all right, so, you know, so we, we have moved on. Yeah? You know. Sorry? Well, then the argument would go that we need to keep progressing and we need to keep, um, you know, not to, not to stop because, you know, it, 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 in 40 years' time, we might look back and, uh, and I think this legislation is going through, thank God, 
But we might look back if it didn't go through and be like, why did we put the brakes on? You know, it's not just a one stop, you know, you get to a point you can plateau. You have to keep progressing. But back to the thing about the 50 convictions in um, the minister the, or the government, whatever, wrote in their whole spiel about why this new law was being brought about. That's not um, that's the 50 convictions isn't a sign that, oh, you know, we don't have less less. Uh, hate going on or whatever because i could promise you just certain people that i know i could give you 50 examples of where that law could have been somebody could have been prosecuted under that law that's because the law wasn't working and that's why we're bringing in this it's not it's not even tougher it's just it you know it it, it covers more um discriminated against peoples and all of that mm. that's why this law is being brought in let, let me stay there michael I, I just want to bring one or two callers in if i can um uh, karen how you doing you're on ireland's classics radio Hi, Niall. How are you? Hi, Michael. Um, I've just been listening there and um, I just started saying, Michael, um, about protecting the community. But in all of this, nobody has mentioned protection for women and kids in, I'm talking specifically about trans rights. Um, You were saying like gay people getting married doesn't affect others. But trans rights, in inverted commas, do affect others. How does it affect hugely. others? How, how does it affect others, Karen? Because women's spaces are being taken over by men. We see it all the time in sports, um, prisons, our own prisons here. It's dressing rooms, changing rooms in shops. Nobody is talking. The women are not a protected characteristic in this law. So, therefore... Anybody, like I have been to Let Women Speak rallies where women just want to speak. And never have I gone where there haven't been a load of people shouting, screaming, shouting obscenities. Women have been attacked in other countries for merely standing up for women's rights to speak, to save their spaces and to protect children. They will not be protected by this law whatsoever and this thing about trans well, rights they will trans well well, they, well, I, no, well they're not well, michael well, they're well, not well. a protected characteristic in this this new law they're not they're not gender gender is, gender is protected under this no under this i law. think gender identity is protected under the law men and women per se are not protected under no. the law so, so in other words, you can say, you know, women are crap drivers or men are crap drivers or whatever. You can say whatever you want about men and women. Um, they're not a protected characteristic. Um, and, and I do get the point she's making. I mean, I know at one of those rallies recently, I've seen some of the posters and it said all turfs should die. Uh, and, you know, that's people on the left, of course. Uh, the minister referred to people on the right. That's people on the left. Equally, that's a horrible thing to say. Do I believe the person who holds up a poster saying all turfs should die uh, should go to jail? No. I believe they're nasty. I believe I believe they're nasty. I believe they're nasty people. Should they go to jail? No. Yeah. I don't. Well, hang on. Let let, let Michael respond to. I suppose Michael, maybe just go go. Yeah. yeah, Respond to what Karen said about women's spaces. There's a lot to respond to. I'll I'll just start with saying that I I I I can empathize. I I definitely empathize, and I I don't want to downplay any kind of um, you know systemic suffering and oppression that women. Are feeling uh, women should definitely be in in all of our laws protected for women and children should be protected for and all of that. But you, the fight the, the fight for you know women's liberation all of that is with trans people. You'll find where, wherever wherever you turn, for example, like 
J.K. Rowling, she's finding she, she <laughs> when she goes on her spiels of you know I don't even know what what they are like you know transgender people don't exist and and all these kind of things. That she's never she actually have, like, she's never actually said that. Okay. Oh, well, sorry. Whatever. She her, she, whatever a, she advocates for women's rights. What Karen is talking about. She advocates for women's rights. She advocates for women's spaces, and she also advocates to remove biological men or people who identify as women, men who identify as women, out of women's sports. That's what she mainly focuses on. Okay. So her transphobic um, spiel and whatever on Twitter and all these places. I don't know if that's. I don't believe that's transphobic, Michael. I to, to be fair, and you have to be fair to women it too. So uh, trans- well, then is it, well, then is it misogynistic as well? Is that misogynistic? Sorry? Is that misogynistic then? Because you have to be fair to women. Are women not entitled? For example, when we look at some of the sports at the moment, and I don't want to get deep into different conversations, but when we, when we look at some of the sports and you see a swimmer or a cyclist or whatever it happens to be, or a weightlifter yesterday or so, who is winning all the women's records because they were born as a biological male and they have massive advantages, do you think that's fair to women? Well, can you give me, give can you give me an example of such an athlete? Well, one this weekend, the cyclist. What's the Dixon? What's the name of the cyclist? I can't. I can't remember. The name. He, anyway, it was the Transatlantic um, Challenge in Ireland. Uh, came in a, it's a three day race. I think he came in a day or she came in a day before everybody else in a women's race. Wait, now, wait, in the UK, wait. they've brought in legislation to ban biological men from competing against women in cycling. Which race was that that you were saying? It's it's called the Transatlantic Way, I think. As far as I remember, the, the it was only at the weekend. Yeah, last weekend. Transatlantic Way. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never heard of it, and I think, uh, but that just is the point, though, as well. That under all of this, my underlying thing with all of this is that this has been exploded to such a degree that it, it, it's so out. No, but I, but you're not like, answering the question I asked you. It, Karen wants the right no, to be able to debate. No, it's important. It's important to give context and to frame this is that, you know, the far right and all of this have, through culture wars wars, and to try and distract everybody, have blown this debate up. I think in the U.S., I may be wrong now, but in the U.S., trans people make up, I think, less than 0.8% of the population. I may be wrong. It may, it may be more, but it's not going to be much It is a small percentage of the population, yes. Apologies, sorry? It is a small percentage of the population. It's, 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 it's less than small. And then an even smaller percentage of them are, are wanting to compete in sports and but all the, of that. But, that, but that's, that's not the point. The point, Michael, is, is that we need to draw a line. We need to have regulations. We need to have rules. The same way as when we invented or come up with competing sports in the first place a long, long, long time ago when the Olympics first started, we come up with categories. And we come up with categories for a reason. The reason we come up with those categories was because we realized that men in many sports will have better records than women because they're faster, they're stronger, generally speaking, they're taller, they have longer arms, they have longer legs. So we purposely created categories of men and women to be fair. And now it and, seems, and I, now it and seems and those categories don't matter anymore. Well, I, I'd agree with your sentiment there of we need um, categories in, in sport. And I'll give you an example. I used to I, I used to play rugby in in primary school and high school, um, not by choice. I was I was forced to, um, but well, not forced, but like it, it, everybody had to play a sport, right? Yeah, I remember. And that. I'm a small guy. I'm I'm like five six, five seven at best. And I was in when I and that's 
And, you know, that's me. That's me now. I was even shorter a couple of years ago when I was playing this. And I was playing against these mass, already of 15, 16. These guys were six foot tall. That's not a good know. analogy. I could say the same thing. Exactly. I was called. Good... No, it's not, Michael. I was called Titch in school because I was smaller no, than well, most okay, of the lads. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, maybe, maybe you'll understand. Then. In that, you know, I, me, this tiny little guy, you know, no hand-eye coordination, nothing, was had to, had to play against these huge guys. Whereas there was other, there were girls in my grade that were they were close to six foot themselves, and if they uh, got you're not field, you're not using a fair analogy, people. Michael. Michael, we're talking about human beings in general. Of course, there are women out there who are stronger than me, faster than me, bigger than me. Absolutely, but that generally speaking, in the male and female of the species of human beings, men are stronger and bigger and faster than women. Michael, Michael. Oh, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't don't want any anger in the debate tonight. So uh, let me go back to just the question that was asked. It doesn't matter how many it is, and at this particular moment in time, and I'm looking at some of the stats here in relation to certain sports, it doesn't matter how many it is. Is it fair that a biological man with a biological advantage is allowed in a women's sport? Is that fair? Can I I finish my my, my story? I will... Would you won't answer that question? It will answer the question because just in in saying all of that of how you know there's all these different body types, I definitely agree that therefore there, in given that example, there should be categories. However, they should not be based on gender or or your sex or whatever. You know, we have to figure out. Like for example, take rugby as an example. Weight gives you the size of yourself, and the weight of you gives you a huge advantage in that game. I think that what would have been fairer is to create weight categories as, as they do like in, in other sports, but allow everybody to compete, at, like whether boy, girl, it's, whatever. It's not just about weight, weight, it's about that. testosterone, it's about energy levels. They're so complicated. Bigger heart, bigger yeah, lungs, men have bigger hearts, bigger lungs. Like Okay, but no, okay, but, okay. I think we, we could go into that. I mean, we should do that as a debate again another night, right? If we're ever allowed. But, can I just but, but no, no, hang on, Karen. No, hang on, Karen. I want to, okay, I want to be fair to Michael because I do want to be fair to the other side of the debate. So the point, Michael, that Karen is making is whether you agree with her or not, and you clearly don't, and that's okay. You're, you're, people are allowed not to agree. So that's fine. Karen, has a, she has a position that she holds. Uh, you don't agree with her, but I believe Karen should be just as entitled to have her view as you should. But I, be- I also believe that we're in a situation with this particular piece of legislation where, Karen, there will be a chilling effect, what they call a chilling effect in law, which is a fear of people like Karen making their position public. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I do. And to be honest, I don't know. A lot of times when I hear, uh, you know, th- this debate and whatever, there's a lot of hypotheticals of, you know, what could happen and... And you know what? You know, if this comes into place down the road, the worst thing that could happen. There are concrete examples that I've given you, and and again, what the examples that I gave you are tame compared to what has what is happening right now. To you know, okay. So is Karen in, is is Karen entitled to her view, and is she entitled she is, to entitled espouse to that view, view publicly? Not necessarily. It depends no. what that view is. No, she's just told you what her view is. She believes that, for example, men or biological men should not be allowed into women's sports. She believes that biological men should not be allowed near women's changing rooms and spaces. Is she allowed to have that opinion? She, she, of course she's allowed to have that opinion. But we have, to, we have to also keep in mind that certain opinions like that, 
they're not they're not just you know not all opinions are created equal that opinion has a lot of systemic weight to it you know in the you know people have been sterilized and killed and you know gone through terrible conversion therapy because of those opinions that's where we have to be very very careful and that's that's Karen's fault because she fights for women's rights people have been sterilized and gone through conversion therapy (laughs) because Karen has an opinion I think you're doing a great disservice to pit trans rights and women's rights against each other they are the same thing you're doing it that, that that's a very same, how are they the same point. thing Michael no 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 sorry they're not the same thing sorry women's rights are not the same as trans rights whatsoever do you understand women, Karen but Karen can I ask you a question to be, to be fair to Michael do you understand when you turn around and say I don't believe a biological man who identifies as a woman should be allowed into a woman's space do you understand, as Michael would suggest, the hurt that causes the trans community? It might hurt, it might offend, but it doesn't matter. Facts are facts. I'm sorry, I've gotten offended over the years about plenty of stuff. I'm a Christian. There's plenty of stuff online constantly um, about uh, Catholics. Well, I'm not a Catholic, but Christian, Catholic stuff. And I see stuff, I get offended, but I would never, ever say somebody does not have the right to say that. And a fact is a fact. The fact is men and women are different. I'm sorry, Michael, if it hurts you and offends you. And nobody had a problem with men identifying as women until they started to come into women's spaces. And this is the problem. It started off as identifying as. Now it's gotten to the point where we all have to actually believe men can become women. And that's just crazy. I mean, that's well, like... Well, it's crazy. It's cra- saying, okay, well, it's crazy for you because you don't No, it's crazy. It. No, what I mean, sorry, it's crazy that all of us have to believe in one thing. It would be like me saying that everybody has to believe in God and everybody has to go to Mass on a Sunday or, you know, you're offending people. And you can't. It's the same thing. It's, it's, you cannot... Okay, I think the point that she's making, Michael, I want to come to Neve before I end this uh, debate. I think the point that uh, Karen is making is that as much as, for example, I'm an atheist, I respect Karen's belief in a religion. I don't have to respect her religion, but I respect her belief in a religion. But I would be very upset if Karen demanded I believed in God just because she believes in God. Now, I suppose that's the argument, isn't it? Well, but stay there for a second. Let, yeah. me just, let, me go to, let me go to Neve as well. Neve, how are you doing your Ireland's Classics Radio? You doing now? How are you? Good, Neve. Oh, geez, I've gone way over time. I've only got four minutes. Go on, sorry, Neve. I do apologise. Um, when this came out first, I think I was talking to you, and I think it was about maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago, and I was all for this. Now I've sat on it. I've listened. I'm not quite so all for it anymore. I think, like you, I think we have laws. Now, firstly, Michael, I am horrified that you were treated like that. That's disgusting. And that shouldn't be happening. And I can't abide any phobia of any way, shape or form, trans, homo, whatever. However, what would worry me would be that if we shut this down completely, we're martyring people. And we've seen this. You know, when when you take somebody, when you take somebody's voice away, suddenly people who perhaps only half agrees with them, suddenly go over to that side and go, oh, that's terrible. You know, you're being silenced, you're being this, you're being that. How can we change mindsets if we can't hear what people are saying? You know, and I firmly believe that 
this does not belong in the hands of our government. This belongs in the hands of our social media because that's where these people have their voice and their toxicity and can on both sides because there can be stuff said from the extremes of both sides. So we can't blame one and we can't blame the other. However, if we shut both sides down and we say, no, you can't say that anymore, you can't even think it, well, then how do we change minds? Because I've seen awful comments being said and people coming back, clapping back and saying, no, don't say that. Don't do that. Don't. And supporting and showing support in other ways. If, if we run these people underground, then we can't hear what they're saying. And that to me is more terrifying than having to hear okay. the filth. Okay, Ma- Michael, I've got three minutes and I would do want to give you the last word. So I want you to respond to what Neve says. Shutting people down just pushes things underground and it actually makes it worse. Uh, well, well, firstly, thank you, Neve, for your, your concern there. But um, with, with any, as I was saying earlier, with any kind of these debates <clears throat> or where there's two sides or whatever, we have to also, we, we always have to bear in mind, you know, that it, it, like a lot of the time, you know, we want to we want to set these up as equal as two equal sides. So like, yeah, with with the, with the quote unquote trans debate, which again I think is it's terrible to frame it that way. But with that, you know, the one side is literally denying, you know, saying that men cannot identify as women or or vice versa or whatever. That is literally dehumanizing people and saying that a certain kind of person cannot exist. That is terrible. That's how, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's how genocide comes about. Not, not to get too dramatic or anything like that. But that's the road that, that is a bit down. dramatic. We've seen before. We, 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 but we've seen it before. It's where, where, where people, you know, hone in on a certain group of people, dehumanize them, undermine their, undermine their whatever. But anyway, so that's the one side. The other side just wants to allow people to exist. You know, this problem, this, you know, all of this has been taken way out of context. And like I said, Trans people make up less than a percent of the population or a very, very low percent of the population. This is nowhere near as big a quote-unquote problem that it is. I think we have to bear that but in mind. But I don't that, think that, it's... That, that, I, that I, I think it's... You're concentrating a lot there on one section of society. This, this will... This is supposed to protect a lot of people, not just the LGBTQ community. There's the travelling community. There's... Different cultures, races, creeds. Our guests that have come in from, from other countries, different religions. There's a lot of stuff being said that goes way beyond the LGBTQ community. That there, you put up an article about refugees coming in and the vitriol that gets, gets put out there is horrific. But at least we can see it and we can argue it and we can debate it. And maybe a mind will get changed on either side. And if we don't do that, if we if we shut down debate completely and say you can't even think that thought, we're going to have a lot of people who will still be doing it. They'll just be doing it on the dark web, Michael. They'll do it somewhere. They'll they'll arrange meetings. It'll all go underground and it'll become sinister. And I think we need. Sometimes people need to be in plain sight because when people go out of plain sight, that's when you start having problems. I could, um, I, so I, I, I think shutting it down could be a problem. I think it's a fair point. Sorry, Michael. Just finally, I. I... 30 seconds. Go ahead, Michael. I appreciate you, by the way, coming on the air. Well, well, just to that, thank you. Um, uh, j- just to what you were saying there. Um, sorry, let me let me get on my thought here. Um, she, basically, she's saying if you shut it down, it becomes sinister. It goes underground, and, yeah, uh, yeah, which sorry. is 10 times worse. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. Just to that point, 
giving people, I, I, I agree to a certain point there, but there's certain groups of people, and the far right is one of them. That is, like you said, it's come, like with the anti-immigration, it's coming, it's bearing ugly fruit in this country. Giving certain people a microphone and treating these things like an equal debate gives them power. I, I don't think people... Well, and what about the far left? What about the far left, Michael? Do the far left, are they okay? Because the far right always seem to have this negativity, but the far left, and I've seen Antifa, by the way, doing some horrific things to people. What happens when the far right comes to power is 1930s and 40s Germany. That's what happens. When the far left comes to power, and also a lot of times when people frame the far left, it's really the far right in disguise. Oh, you know, I never heard of that. We have had no far left well, um, I've seen them. government when it comes to power. I mean, uh, we've seen the far left. We've seen the far left in the guise of Antifa. We've seen the, the far left in the guise of Black Lives Matter, which in America, by the way, I recognize is now almost terrorism at this stage. It started off with the best intention in the world, but unfortunately turned into something that was quite horrible at one stage. So we've, we've seen the far left turn into something. Are you equating like Antifa and all of that with Nazi Germany? No, I'm, what I'm saying is we've seen them being recognized in the United States as terrorist groups. Okay, uh, and that may be, but domestic terrorism. That, that, but that's that. That to me isn't left. That to me isn't leftism. That that, that mm. then falls under. No, uh, no. All I'm know, saying is, you, you, we, it's all very well to focus constantly on the far right. The far left can be equally as damaging to society as the far right. Give me I, I think it's fair to say. I see an example there of you know Holocaust Nazi Germany. Give me something of that magnitude that's happened with the far right, uh, Michael. It's been really good to talk to you. And I think it's really important to hear your opinion. And I think your opinion is extremely important in this debate uh, because I think people need to have an understanding of why you believe and others believe this legislation is important. And thank you very much indeed for sharing the time with us tonight. All right. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.